Hi, everybody. My name is Garrett Hoddle with Podcast Architects. Today, I am joined with Dr. Christian Faltese, the Texas A&M International University COE Chair. And I'm also joined with Erica Remington, a cooperating teacher with Laredo ISD. People sitting at home may wonder what those titles mean. I'm going to start with you, Dr. Faltese. Okay. What does your title mean, COE Chair okay. with the university? Uh, I'm the chair of the department, and that means that... Um, I handle um, all of the sort of scheduling and any sort of issues in the classes and, and uh, with the faculty. So I meet with the faculty on a regular basis and we have uh, communication about how classes are going, what's going on. I also do a lot of hiring of adjuncts uh, because some of our courses uh, are taught online and we need additional people. So I do all of those kinds of things as well. Mm -hmm. And Erica Remington, cooperating teacher with Laredo ISD. Well, that title just basically means I work with our student teachers make sure to make sure that they have everything that they need, all the support. Um, I also make sure that we plan, that they're ready for the real-life practices, so when they do graduate, they know exactly what to expect when they get out in the workforce. And that kind of brings me to my first question, actually, <laughs> if, if you don't mind. In, in your opinion, what is the role of a cooperating teacher? Definitely to be very supportive, understanding, and share all the knowledge we can with them. Give them just that real world experience. Let them know what to expect. They've been in school for so long and they've been taught the theories, but there's nothing like real world experience. And I kind of want to tie that in. Here's a here's a question that ho hopefully mm -hmm. encompasses that and, and both mm -hmm. of you guys will be able to answer, but mm -hmm. how does Texas A&M International University faculty and cooperating mm -hmm. teachers establish systems for the purpose of both ensuring the teacher candidate's performance and data are mutually analyzed. Yeah, I know that can sound kind of complicated. <laughs> no, but it, it's a good question because um, we should be doing uh, with our students um, and uh, evaluating them, uh, giving them practices that are going to be relevant to the classrooms mm -hmm. in which they're going to be placed. And, and uh, the cooperating teachers and the teachers that work with us um, also need to know uh, what we're doing here. We need to know what they're doing there. So we do have, a, uh, a I think, a really good relationship mm -hmm. with uh, LISD in particular uh, because we meet together as faculty. We understand the kinds of evaluation systems they use. We understand the requirements for dress, for the amount of time, uh, when they take over a classroom and those kinds yeah. of things. So there's that really good connection between uh, both TAMIU and uh, the school district, and I think that's really important. I would agree with you, and I want to say uh, part of the evaluation process is actually tied into our T-test, mm -hmm. which is the way the state evaluates us as teachers. Mm -hmm. So I do yeah. agree. It, we work hand-in-hand. Hand and Yeah, and, you know, all of our faculty in mm -hmm. our teacher ed program uh, go through uh, annual training on the T-test. The T-test is, is an evaluation system that's used in the state of Texas, and it's ba based on five categories. And so to get reliability on what we see and what they see and what the faculty see in general, we go through that training with, uh, with an expert, and we come out so we know what we're looking for uh, in the mm -hmm. T-test. And I think that's really important because that's what the school district does, and that's how they evaluate our student teachers. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Faltis, you're kind of tying into to my next point, almost right. like you looked at the questions ahead <laughs> of time. 
<laughs> I can't imagine. Uh, in, in your respective role as the College of Education Chair, how do you evaluate teacher educators' performance? Ah, so that's a slightly different thing. So we don't use the T-test for that or an evaluation. We, we have a couple of ways that we do that. Because the university is a little bit different from public schools in the sense that, yes, we're both teachers, sure. but the university faculty um, comes in and they're able to do their classes um, to a large extent the way they understand the pedagogy, the pedagogical knowledge, the ways of pr uh, practices that are going to be used in the schools. And we evaluate them by going in and observing their classrooms. We usually have a more senior faculty member that goes in and observes them uh, uh, using a, a slight variation of the T-test, but it looks at how, how well they're prepared. Um, do the students understand the objectives uh, that they're trying to uh, deal with that day? Are the students engaged? Um, are the students um, able to uh, have conversations among themselves? So those are the kinds of things that we look for. That's one area of evaluation that we do. The second one is, like in all universities, the students evaluate the faculty and the course itself. And those uh, student evaluations and written responses about the class are something that go into our annual evaluations. And those are really important for uh, the, the area of teaching because we're responsible for teaching, service, and research. And um, that's the way we do it at TAMU. And I think most universities um, have a system like that. And Erica, in your respective role as a cooperating teacher, overseeing teacher candidates and field-based experiences, how do you ensure their reliability? Definitely, there's a lot of communication mm -hmm. that goes on. Um, with my, I, I've had two block students. I had one in the fall that was a block two, then I had a block three student this semester. And it's just constant communication, constant planning. Um, we pre-plan everything. We discuss our schedule ahead of time. There's nothing that we don't talk about. I'm very open with the candidates and I, and I share, you know, this is what you're going to encounter. This is what we have to cover. This is what we have going on. These are challenges that we may come across and we, we have our plan, then we have our backup plan. And it's just that constant communication, make sure that we collaborate together. Um, we both share ideas and we make it work. Yeah, if I might add to um, that reliability is, is something that, you know, you, you can look at it very scientifically, but mm -hmm. I think in school districts, the reliability is that there's communication among all mm -hmm. of the cooperating teachers and the clinical teacher supervisor mm -hmm. and the, the clinical teacher um, director here at TAMIU so that we all know what we're going to be looking for. Mm -hmm. uh, we have this, and, and, and I think the schools use something called the Fundamental Five as well. Correct. Yes, and which is a, it's, it's a slightly um, um, more general observation that's not, uh, uh, it's not used for particular evaluation that goes on there. Uh, transcripts and things like that, but it's a way that all of us are in the same, uh, have the same understanding mm -hmm. of what it is that we're looking for in a good teacher and or a, a, a novice teacher who is growing uh, in the practices during that for that mm -hmm. semester of student teaching. Mm -hmm. It seems a big theme of every 
whether project or system or, or um, uh, program that we've been talking about today, mm-hmm. the underlying theme, whether it's with Laredo ISD mm-hmm. or the university, is collaboration. Yes. Yeah. And it that seems like yeah. after after COVID, the changes in being Ooh. an educator, how has the job changed for you guys? Has it made that uh, aspect of collaboration harder? Has it become maybe uh, easier on the onset since it was absent for so yeah i think it was almost like it was coming back to Mm -hmm. where we were and you know during those uh, two and a half years or two years where we didn't have any contact and uh what was going on in the schools was was uh, similar in the sense that we were doing it online but we didn't have the kind of connection but we didn't meet on a regular basis the way we do now so our faculty and and uh, the school district's faculty and deans and so forth we meet together we have mm-hmm. pd together that we have that kind of co- communication and that i i don't know to what extent that was going on before because i haven't been here that long but my sense is working in, in teacher education for the past mm-hmm. almost 40 years is that um, a teacher education program has to be in contact with mm-hmm. the, the schools in which they place their students and, uh, and here at TAMIU and working with Laredo ISD, I think we've built a really strong relationship uh, with the deans, with the superintendent, with principals, with mm-hmm. the cooperating teachers. Uh, Myra Pena, who is the, the director of clinical teaching, uh, she has a very, very deep uh, knowledge and experience with lots of teachers in the district. So that uh, in both LISD and uh, UISD. So I think that puts us in a, in a really good position to make sure that our students are placed with highly qualified teachers. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Erica, anything you'd like to add on that? No. Note? I know that was a broad he, question. <laughs> you guys pretty much have been covered yeah, pretty much Yeah, he pretty much day. covered it all. It's mm-hmm. all about communication. And in my from what I've seen, I definitely think communication-wise – has improved since COVID just because when we were online and everything was virtual, we depended so much on cell phones and just being available pretty much 24-7. And I think we haven't gotten away from that. Mm-hmm. Prior to COVID, it was more like Monday through Friday, weekends we wouldn't really check our phones or whatnot. Then when COVID happened, we had to be flexible. We had to make sure that we were available to support our students, support parents and whatnot. So I think that is something positive that came out and we see it now. I can tell you with my, um, with our student teachers, we're in contact all the time. We, I get emails from them or text messages from them Sunday night and we reply and we collaborate. So there's that ongoing communication you know, 24 seven, we're always in contact. And I think that really makes it so much easier. Mm-hmm. And I, I know we drilled down on some specific things. Mm-hmm. We drilled down on some broad things. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you say, hey, Garrett, I hope that the person maybe sitting on the other side of the camera knows this or knows that, or I think this is something that we should mention or is worth including. I know, again, that's another broad question mm-hmm. out there, but it's one I got to ask. Sure. Go ahead. Thank you. It is this whole experience is definitely it's an amazing experience it gives us as cooperating teachers an opportunity to share our knowledge to share important details and just important information with student teachers just to give them an insight as to what to expect it's something like i tell you know our student teachers this is what real world is going to be like and 
you got to, you know, really hit hard on discipline, for example. I was like, if you got that, everything else will fall in place. you got to be able to communicate and just give them advice. You know, talk to administration. Your administration is great. You know, reach out to parents. They're support. They're supportive. So this whole experience just really gives us an opportunity to share what we've learned throughout the years mm-hmm. and give them some valuable insights. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that uh, theoretically what Jean Lave, a, a professor at, at UC Berkeley, talks about is communities of practice. And that um, part of what happens in student teaching and as students move from field experience to student teaching is they begin to uh, belong to that community of practice. And they're, they start out in the middle and they grow out to, to become more and more like that. And it's not a linear process. It's much more of a connection mm-hmm. process. It's figuring out, uh, making mistakes when you do certain things, learning from those, redoing mm-hmm. the practice, learning to elicit uh, student thinking, uh, learning to communicate well with parents, learning to interact with other teachers uh, at the same grade level and those kinds of things. And that puts them in that community of practice. And if we can do that well, we think that uh, both the school district and the, the teacher ed program really has has uh, has achieved its goal. And I think it's maybe a little bit off topic here, but I also think it's an important question to ask. Um, say somebody sitting at home lives here in Laredo and is thinking about becoming a teacher and you know they're evaluating this with other career fields mm-hmm. is there any message that you, you would have for say them sitting at home you know they're part of this community mm-hmm. want to become a teacher maybe. it is a very rewarding experience yes you're going to have your rough days your challenges but at the end of the day everything will work out and it is worth every single moment just seeing the growth that happens throughout the years or throughout the year um sharing in their emotions it is worth the time and effort it is i mean being being a teacher um is is part of lifelong Mm -hmm. learning and it's you're constantly with you get a new set of kids every year you get this you get new uh, parents to work with um there might be new curriculum you know you can take additional uh professional development so it's a constant learning process and that's something that we Mm -hmm. pass on to the kids so that uh, we're learning and so many of the kids here I I tell you having worked in other uh, places the students that come through um, uh, LISD and UISD and come to TAMU are just I mean they're 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 amazing most are first generation they're they have humility they want to learn they want to give back to their community. It's a, it's a, it's a sort of a sense. It's a feeling that they have, that I, I just haven't experienced that elsewhere, <laughs> you know, in other places. So uh, you know, and and our our teachers, the ones that go into teaching here, they stay. Yes. If you look do? at the, the 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 statistics, most teachers will leave three to five years. Ours don't. They they love it. It's a hard job. Mm-hmm. It's a hard, difficult, challenging job. But the, the experience that you get from that is just, it's, it's, it's like, uh, unlike any other, uh, other job. You know, my dad was a teacher, and he loved teaching all his life. I've been a teacher all my life, and, and I, uh, unfortunately, none of my children are. But um, I, it's one of the, the most rewarding things that I could ever imagine. Yeah, well, passion and any level is contagious. And just talking to uh, you guys both with Laredo ISD, uh, United, and uh, 
the university mm-hmm. here, you could tell, I mean, passion trickles through mm-hmm. all of y'all. And I can't thank you enough for um, not not only what you do, but giving us some of your time today. And if you are sitting at home and interested in becoming mm-hmm. a teacher or want more information on some of the programs that we discuss, please just visit the links that we have included on our website. Mm-hmm.